0: Welcome to the family with
1: Doug Sprinthal
0: and Andy Brant-Bernard. A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Was it dangerous, Dave, now? Or is it still darkness? Or is he dangerous yet?
1: He's been dangerous for a long time. He's got 15 kids.
0: That's true. (laughs) He's very dangerous. (laughs) Darkness, Dave, will be our guest coming up. Also, of course, car selling secrets in the second hour. be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
1: Ho, ho, ho. You call me? Yo.
0: You ho. We
1: are collecting for the United States Marines Toys for Tots drive. We're really excited about this. Stop into any Walzer store, including our ancillary businesses, which are the five body shops, Collision and Glass, even the rental company. And uh, there are toy drop-off spots for Toys for Tots. Our, Our employees really get behind this. You'll see a lot of stuff that they've got under the trees. For these kids i think the last day to drop them off is either the 16th or the 17th i've been meaning that to look that up for several days and fail miserably but um if you're a day late we'll get them to the marines and to the right kids anyway it's a great thing to do the need is bigger this time of the year because of all the crazy stuff that's going on so if you are in a position where you can give a little something to uh, needy children we would really appreciate it
0: that is a magnificent ad right there buster i know Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We're rocking out, doot, doot, doot. Let me know when. He's ready. Okay, we decided to change your name from Darkness Dave to Dangerous Dave. What do you think?
3: I like the sound of that, man. It shows that I've, I'm able to do more than just talk about the paranormal and strange things. So today I came to talk about cults.
4: <laughs> All right, works for me. Nothing less strange than a cult. Yeah, yeah it's cult. Right. Yeah, they're they're
0: wonderful. No question about it. You know, I have a question because her following is kind of cult-like. I have to ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. You know Taylor Swift? Not yep. personally. Is she an automaton? Is she a human? She doesn't. Have you ever looked at her?
1: She look, does look weird.
0: She looks like an automaton. She looks like she might be a robot. No, is it
1: automaton or automaton? I think it's automaton.
0: Oh, is it a to- uh, I th- a to- well, it could be I assume so. It could be a. But you're right. She
1: does look otherworldly. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
0: That does not look like a living human.
1: Yeah. She almost looks like she's had work done already, and she's—I don't think she's (laughs) thirty, is she?
0: Yeah, I don't think she is either. I don't know. I mean, nothing against her. It's just—you know—she just got that look in her eye, like I'm not even in here.
1: Yeah, I can't rip. She's part of
0: the.
3: She's part of the pilot program of the alien-human hybridization. Is she a
0: serpent? Is she a serpent? That's what I want to know. I just love the fact that they would cut in the old movies. They would cut somebody's face open, and they'd have like serpentine, the serpent face in there behind it. Mm-hmm. Was that supposed to be the possessed by the devil or something? Yeah, the serpent body or whatever. I never understood it. Did you guys see it? I think it was in was it Saint Anthony, Minnesota? I think it was Saint Anthony, where a woman—well, they don't know if it was a woman or a man—put notes in everybody's uh, everybody's mailbox saying your Christmas lights are very offensive to people who don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. I did
1: see that, and I saw the... the was it in St. Louis the, Park? Are they Saint, it Saint was St. Anthony Park. Saint Anthony, it yeah. was, yeah. And I, I saw in the national news a similar story, but it had a much better ending. Oh, did they? There was they a, a, the uh, no, a black family had a, a blow-up inflatable black Santa in the front yard and got a note from an anonymous neighbor saying this is blah, 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 and he was kind of freaked out and started telling his neighbors about it. The whole block went out and bought black Santa clauses. Good in the move. Pool. Yeah, it was great.
0: Love it. Yep. That's how you need to treat these people. This person, man or woman, it didn't say who it was, said that people are deeply offended by their Christmas decorations, and not everybody celebrates Christmas. And you should have some respect for why would why shouldn't they have respect for you then? If I respect them, why don't they respect me and let me have a nice holiday, right?
1: We need a new country for people like that. We'll call it Miserable Land. Yeah,
0: Miserable You should move to Miserable <laughs> Land. And I'll close with I think with that the, already exists, It's known as North
3: Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Ooh, right. Shots fired!
0: I lived there once. I lived there twice, actually. I lived in North Dakota twice. Both times I had been fired from my job, so I had to move out of the state for a while and let things simmer down. I rest my case.
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, saw, there you go. Dave, I'll tell you. I've told this story before, but not to you. I saw the weirdest thing in my life ever in North Dakota, we were coming back from a summer vacation, had just crossed over the border on 94 from uh, Montana, so we're heading east. 10 o'clock in the morning, raining fairly heavily. Probably 15 miles till the next exit, and five behind the other exits, five miles behind us. Coming at us in the breakdown lane is a guy with a mask over his face, oh. running, hmm. carrying, pulling a rickshaw. Where was this? North Dakota,
4: 10 in miles North from the Montana Dakota. border. Okay. I
1: looked at Sarah, and it was 10 in the morning. I'm like, what in the well, hell so was that? It like nice Teddy
4: Road? <laughs> it's nice and flat, so it's good brick shot well, country. Well, not in the western side of no, North Dakota. No, it's fairly hilly out there. I thought Rear North hilly. Dakota was
0: all flat. Well, nope. once you
1: get towards Montana, it starts. you get the rolling hills uh, before you get up Teddy to the Roosevelt
0: mountains. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, out there by Dickinson, Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Mm-hmm. A lot of mountains out that way, Andrew. Wow. Uh, kind of tough road to hoe. That's all I'm saying. So, Darkness, what's happening with you?
3: Well, you know, I mean, with all the fun that's going on in our world and nobody able to go out and do anything, we've been watching a lot of uh, programming and trying to find something that's different. You know, I I really wanted to take a step up from the Joe Exotic side of entertainment and uh, find something that would engage my mind a little more. And I actually watched a series of documentaries I thought you would have an interest in. And at first glance, it would seem these are radically different, but when you boil them down, it's really interesting to see how they play up. The documentaries are called The Vow, which is an inside look into the Nexium organization. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, right. Then uh, the follow-up to that is called Seduced, which is uh, produced by Catherine Oxenberg and her daughter India, who India was a part of the Nexium cult uh part of that nexium uh organization and it's her story um i I always i'm going to tell you straight up they're both really intriguing but watch the vow first and then uh, you could tell that they created that before india was able to free herself from this cult and reveal even more devastating information about this psychopath um you know keith ranieri that ran it But then there's another documentary that exists on HBO Max as well called um, Heaven's Gate, the cult of all cults. And I'm fascinated as you are, Tom. I know you love to look into different things of what makes people tick. Why do they make certain decisions and
0: choices?
3: And you think, well, these people have got to be lunatics, you know, that you join these organizations and and get wrapped up. But watching the, The Vow in the first episode, as you watch it play out, you realize what it is is, really a self-help organization. And I thought to myself, boy, I could easily see myself becoming involved in a cult like this, because, you know, I, I've always been about that. I've gone to um, many different motivational speakers through the years and have bought books and, and recorded, uh, you know, CDs and such to listen to. Um, so I could see myself getting into this, but you, you notice that even in Heaven's Gate, as looting as it sounds, this UFO cult, you realize that what the people were really trying to do was create a life a utopian style life that was devoid of labels devoid of preconceived notions and concepts and it was really people just wanting to better themselves and then how the wheels slowly start to come off of the cart uh on both of these cases and and you start to peel back that layer and see the lizard underneath the leaders of both of these uh cults um but it's it's pretty stellar and, and you would think again People that join cults are weak-minded, stupid, um, easily broken or damaged people. That's why
1: don't the be talking don't about attacks. the Republicans that way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, there they actually—they're go. going for the intelligent people. They're going for people that would make a mark. They would want a Tom Bernard over, uh, you know, your local schmo because
1: you, you have influence, name.
3: you have stature. That's what they would feel. Oh when yeah. We're looking. That, yeah. That makes sense. And that's weird to consider right because you would think no, they're just going for broken, you know, uh, people with mommy and daddy problems and sure, and that no. situation, but they weren't. It was it was something totally different, which is really kind of chilling when you when you break down these stories.
0: I have a question for everybody here. Would you join a cult that was named after a
4: pain medication? It's a antacid. Oh,
0: it's an antacid. Nexium's an antacid.
4: Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm going to join
0: the antacid crowd.
4: Yeah, it's. I don't know why they did that. That's weird. Which came first, I wonder.
3: Well, his he was originally part of a multi-marketing program in the '90s, um, and then Nexium, the initial iteration of it, was executive success programs, and then you know in these like Tony Robbins programs you oh, have yeah. yep. the Tony Robbins yeah. programs and then he has different offshoots that you you know like the the Firewalker seminars and you, yeah. you do these yep. things so Nexium, I think became eventually an umbrella over all of these different aspects of what he was mm. doing.
0: Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable that people want why the need for for you know here's what I love all of these people now there's no God. What do you join a religion for? You should join a cult. <laughs> like, What's the difference? Other than well, religions, religions don't beat you to death.
3: Are, yeah, religions are a better organized cult. Absolutely. Right? Before people start sending me hate mail, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, but you're, <laughs> <pledged> <laughs> you're, you're making donations, you're giving of your time, you're all of one mind of a better future, of, of following a specific leader. Um, you know, so there's there's a different aspect. We just don't put them under the same title of cult. But when you look at the definition of the word cult, all religions fall underneath that umbrella of of cults. You know, I mean, there's um, there's another documentary called The Alabama Snake, and it's all about the uh, apple or the not Appalachians. Uh, maybe that is what it is. It's it's all of these um, cults that would use serpents. They would take up serpents or drink uh, poison in order to prove their worth to God because they had faith enough in God oh, that they could take oh, up the to not worry about their own death.
0: Eek. Hmm. Uh, right. Have, uh, is it a good time to take a little break here? we uh take, take a break for a couple minutes. Can you stay another segment, Darkness?
3: I'm, I'm here as long as you want me.
0: I like it, man. It's the Darkness Dave Hour with the family. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine.
1: If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom.
0: Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael?
1: We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor.
0: So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know.
1: Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine.
0: Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. we're talking a little cult action we're talking about serpent people
1: i'm feeling like a moron because i've just been eating gummy bears and watching bob's burgers
0: sitting at home a lot of at home (laughs) i love that show bob's burgers god it's so fun andy kindler's one of the voices on bob's burgers he's mort yeah he plays mort right exactly just a great guy wonderful but
1: i like the mom and teddy they're my favorite characters
0: who is the mom
2: i can't
1: i can't
0: remember Let's see here. I don't remember. Darkness. Have you seen Coda yet?
2: Bobby. Bobby. Bobby.
0: Sorry. Did we lose him? I don't think so.
1: Hello. Who is it? He's never oh. lost. There. Oh, he oh, is. There you
0: are. Okay. I there? Yep. So, uh, have you seen Coda yet? No. What is Coda? The Godfather Part Three redo. Wait, what? They re-edited the movie. They re-edited it and then deleted deleted some scenes from it and added a couple of scenes to it.
3: Mm-hmm. No kidding. Where, where can you see that now?
0: Um, That's a good question. It's a, you, you can get it. Digi- digital uh, was avail- available starting on Tuesday. So, I don't know, is it Hulu or one of those sites? Andy will probably be able to find it. Is it, is
3: it worth the, the re-watch? Does it make it seem a little bit more cohesive?
0: Tim Lammer said he really liked it. Although he, had, he and I and Candace got an argument because I'm almost certain when Sofia Coppola gets shot, she goes, "Dad, Dodd. but they claim she's saying "Dad."
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds like Dodd. You can buy it on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Prime, or iTunes, and of course, they're all two ninety nine except for iTunes, which is three ninety nine. It's only two ninety nine. Well, it's just a a re-edit of a movie, I mean. Well, I mean, but,
0: yeah, I would think it would draw some people in, I would would guess.
4: I don't know. I mean, The Godfather 3 wasn't exactly popular to begin with. No, that's true. It was the least popular of all of them. By a lot. I
3: think this is the way we're going to see a lot of entertainment, as long as this COVID thing continues, is we're going to see people re-examining some of these movies. You know, like, you've certainly got the Snyder Cut of Mm -hmm. Justice League that's, that's finally going to see the light of day on hbo max and uh they're going to do rework it and now they're even talking about launching off of that movie to continue the dc universe um but i wouldn't be surprised to see more of these specialty cuts of movies the way you know either the directors or uh producers originally envisioned them before hollywood got in because you yeah. know there's really not much that you. I mean, they're they're getting an entire new Justice League movie for like a thirty million dollar investment, which sounds heavy, but to do a brand new version of the movie that's four hours long and will be parceled into four different you know uh, hour long projects, it's it's ingenious and it's a cheap way to kind of reinvent the programs that you already own copies of.
0: That's pretty good too if you cut it into four four sections like that. Go three ninety nine a piece. You just made yourself, uh, you know, sixteen bucks. I like it. <laughs> no, I mean,
3: multiplied, it's going to come out pretty well for people, though. I think that's yeah. going to be for HBO uh, set. You know, which is weird because you, Disney. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when Disney launched at the same time HBO Max launched, Disney went up over fifty million subscribers, and HBO Max is, I think, at like six million
0: oh okay so
3: i think that's why they're locking in all these deals now where uh was it warner brothers just said that they're going to be releasing all of their 2021 slate on hbo max as well as uh in the theaters to try to maximize the effect and impact of their dollars spent
0: i have a question for doug do you think if they came out with a disney automobile people would buy it just because it has the name disney on it
1: Well, if we let nine-year-old girls drive, yeah, I'd probably be a big seller.
0: But seriously, you put the name Disney on something, it sells immediately.
1: That's true. Talk about building a brand.
0: Walt Disney, Mm -hmm. baby. Although, let me warn uh, people out there, do not put in D-I-Z anyway, because it's a porn (laughs) site, apparently. I've not been on it, but apparently they tell me it's a porn (laughs) site. D-I-Z anyway. Well, it's Disney, isn't it? No, not the same. That was a good. I tell you what. Oh, go ahead. I thought
3: there really was a vehicle that came out that had some tie to Disney. Oh, really? Not, hmm. not too long ago. I, there's been a few different vehicles that have come out from time to time that are limited release, like a, um, J yeah. Crew or, or things like that, where you see this branding and you're like, "What the heck is that got to do with it?" But I thought there was
4: a vehicle, Nissan, that had, can't some had tie a
1: to- uh, uh, what are the white. Sold helmeted soldiers in Star Wars.
4: Stormtroopers? Stormtrooper. Yeah,
1: they had a Stormtrooper Rogue edition last year. Did Storm they? Stormtrooper yep, Rogue. It sold, they like, did? terribly.
4: Did it? Oh, <laughs> uh, didn't sell.
1: But you get all this extra stuff with it, like a helmet and a poster, and I don't know, it was goofy. Oh, well. Oh, good.
4: yeah, well, it's literally just a white Rogue. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah, the Stormtroopers are white and black, but... Doesn't mean you see something white and black, you're going to immediately think stormtrooper. I
0: wouldn't at all. I was so th- you, I was yeah, thinking
4: I maybe it had like some sort of special attachments or something that made it look like, but no, it's no. just a white and black rope. Exciting. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, somebody at Nissan thought it was a great idea. <laughs>
0: Apparently, wouldn't that be a cop car? Black <laughs> kind and white of. <laughs> automobile would be a cop
3: car, wouldn't
4: it? Kinda. I would. Well, you
3: wonder though if it's more of a tie in the movie studios helping to promote something like that to. You know, yeah. get the word out, but yeah, I don't know that it'd be enough to make me want for a helmet and a poster to kick in just to get that limited edition. But listen, you, know, you say that, and then you find out people are buying the uh, stage used version of Harry Potter's wand for twenty two thousand dollars.
1: That's
3: in an true. Auction. It's nuts. So, God. you never can tell what people will uh, lay their money into. Yep. Yeah, how about Bob Dylan selling his
0: music for eight hundred million? That was pretty good.
1: I thought it was only three. No, was it, only? it was
0: 800. Only yeah. <clears> 300. <throat> and then uh, Stevie Nicks sold hers for, I think, s- she might have been the 300 million. I think uh, Stevie Nicks might have sold hers for 300 million, actually. And had, she
3: not, had she not released that Christmas song, she probably could have gotten 500 million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no back. kidding. Just like a <laughs> wind wind The Braying Ghost song may be what broke the back on that deal.
0: I honestly got I used to know her husband or her ex husband a long, long time ago. He said she was a piece of work to be married to for a half hour. No, I bet that was. <laughs> you mean had to be married to Stevie Nicks?
1: No. I no, can't I either. I had friends of mine because, uh, you know, in the 70s, mid-late 70s, if you were a 16- through 19-year-old boy, your chances are pretty strong. You either had her p- poster on the wall or Farrah Fawcett. And I had friends that were just so smitten with Stevie Nicks. I thought to myself, well, She's kind of weird, actually, but I don't know. She has more hit records than I do.
0: I have heard from road managers that she might like a little Corvassier and a little a little nose candy first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah, I think the, the, most of those she used to, anyway. famous Fleetwood Mac albums were uh, fueled by the Peruvian mm-hmm. marching powder, from <laughs> what I understand. You think
0: so? I did like that band, though. It's a did. great band. It really is a good band. Mick Fleet was on the KQ Morning Show about 10 years ago. Well, Tom, things are going great. They just filed bankruptcy again. <laughs> Jesus. He's filed bankruptcy like three times.
1: But he's he's such an interesting guy to talk to. He, you know, he he's reminds great. me yeah. of Ian Anderson. They're both yeah. kind of the same. Yep. They're, they're yep. like wildly famous yep. and completely nonplussed about it. No, they just think, you know. Life's fun, and let's have fun and be funny. and
3: That's how, God, I wish everybody felt that way. Oh, It's, it, it's, it's refreshing. It's disturbing, isn't it, to hear how many of these musicians that we assume are making money hand over fist. I, I got the uh, audio book. Um, thank you, Mr. Kibblewhite, I think is, is the name of it. It's Roger Daltrey's book. Oh, and yeah. And yeah. he, he walks you through and then admits in the book he did not really start making money off of The Who until the 2000s. I want you to just think about that. Oh, the guy started God. in the 60s and didn't make money officially until the
1: 2000s. Well, you know, they play, the first time they played Tommy was at Woodstock, and I think for the Woodstock gig, The Who got like four grand. Really? Wow. Hendrix was the top, highest paid guy at Woodstock, and I think he might have got ten.
0: And then he plays the Star Spangled Banner for half the show. It was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing. There's no getting around that.
3: Uh, Well, remember when TLC came out and they did that Waterfalls video and then they all filed for bankruptcy and you realize that all the the behind-the-scenes stories, they were talking about the fact that, yeah, we sold 5 million copies of our album. We had this, we had that, but we were paid x amount and then out of that we had to pay for the road crews we had to pay for videos made we had to pay for all these things out of their own cut so by the time they got done with it they're like here's how you take a multi uh selling album and end up broke yeah it was really fascinating And now we're kind of on the other side of things where albums mean nothing to the bands road touring is the only way they were making money so yes with with covid and what's taking place that's got to be crippling to so many of these Uh, bands who their music isn't selling the way it used to because of all the sharing platforms and digital music sources and now they don't even have the ability to get out there on the road
1: okay i looked up the woodstock thing and i'll have a a quiz for you hendrix was the highest paid can we take a break you got 18 grand yeah let's take a break and then you can see if you can ace the quiz don't look it up dave
0: yeah dave don't be cheating cheating. Cheater. cheater how dare you cheater darkness Yeah, we could look it up. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Bob Dylan did get $800 million. And Stevie Nicks got $300 million and Now David Crosby's going to sell his. He's broke, apparently.
1: David okay, Crosby so is, yeah. Hendricks was the highest paid, I got that part right, Woodstock performer, 18 grand to headline it. Guess who was the number two?
0: Can I say one thing before we move on? Of course. Not the David Crosby who owns Pillsbury and General Mills. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Whoa,
1: guess the second highest paid act at Woodstock, after Hendrix. Yep. Airplane. Richie You'll Jefferson never get it. No, blood, sweat, and tears.
0: Really? Yeah, let me guess. I was going to guess Richie Haven.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Grateful Dead got twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> twenty
0: five hundred. Did they show up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, they played. That's they, didn't, good. they
1: were not in the movies, interestingly enough. But uh they, they were. Right. I you think that I, was about the time they were just getting going. You know, Santana played there.
0: Yeah, Santana did play there. Tripping you know
1: his brains out. He says, That's what I heard, yeah. If you've, you haven't lived until you played Woodstock on acid. On oh, acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I, I, I do love the fact that uh, half a million people showed up for Woodstock. But so far in my life, I've run into about 3 billion people that have been there. That's right. If they
1: actually were there, the back row would have been somewhere over in Nova Scotia.
0: Exactly. Everybody was there.
1: I know a couple people that went, and they said it mostly sucked. It was really hard yeah. to hear, and it was miserable, and there was no food, and it rained, and it was muddy. And bugs
0: everywhere, just, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. What are you going to do? But to see Hendrix play the Star Spangled oh. Banner been well worth it. That would have been phenomenal. And
1: that scene. was the final day. It was like in the ten yeah. o'clock in the morning, and it was just, yeah, it's just such right. a great rendition of the, the national anthem. I just love that.
3: Really don't hard. you? Don't you love the fact that uh, sitting front row of Monterey Pop was Mickey Dolenz and Peter Tork oh, of the yeah. Monkees? Yeah. They witnessed Jimi Hendrix, and then bring him on the road for their tour. Yep. And, could you imagine, Jimi Hendrix? Opening for the monkeys, he he made it through. I think they did what, like four? I I think there
1: were three or four gigs, and then the (laughs) parents said, "Um, "Yeah, we're not gonna. You're not gonna be standing next to my 13 year old daughter's fire. You're off the tour." He actually, he got
3: so fed up because he couldn't. And if you watch any of the footage, it's crazy. It's like the Beatles. You cannot even hear the monkeys singing, um, but you could hear a pin drop for Hendrix, right? (laughs) And the whole time, all you can hear is, "We want Davy." We want Davey, and Hendrix finally drops his guitar and flips off the audience, and then just walks off stage, and that was it. Well, the same thing
1: happened to Prince warming up for the Rolling Stones. That did not go over very well Well, with the uh, Tattoo You crowd.
3: Wow. Was that really the Tattoo You concert? No,
1: I'm I'm just sort of making it up. I I was hoping you wouldn't call me on it.
3: (laughs) I think probably closer to Sticky Fingers. All all right.
1: Well, Prince, no. Sticky Fingers was 72. Prince would have been 12 years old
4: then, or 14. And? Well, hey, MJ, he got to start when he was, what, <laughs> six or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. He was about six. Well, Sticky,
3: wasn't, I thought Sticky Fingers was right at the beginning of the 80s, wasn't
1: it? No, no, 1971
4: or two. Really? Maybe three. That long ago? here. Uh, yeah. I can't even find what you're talking about. Rolling Stones, Sticky oh, Fingers. Rolling Stones, Yeah, you okay. got to
1: be careful Googling Sticky Fingers. It's, you might get a yeah. Betty Crocker yeah. site. could be, you know, <clears throat> porn. Yeah, you're
3: right. It was uh, the ninth British and 11th American studio album by the band, released on April 23rd, 1971.
1: Yeah. It was uh, two 71. years after uh, Let It Bleed, I think. My favorite Stones era.
0: I did love the Rolling Stones, but I like them most. I liked them best when Brian Jones was still alive. I loved them. Out of Our Heads, I thought it was
3: a phenomenal album. Loved that album. You, you look at right. I mean, I love the debate is always who's who's the better band, the Stones or the Beatles?
1: There's no and there's debate. a lot to, It's the Beatles. A lot yeah, to you can just hang up if you don't think that's the right answer. <laughs>
3: exactly. If, if, we have well, another caller, right.
1: Dave. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
3: I'm a huge Beatles fan, and to me, it was always all oh, Beatles, Beatles. But then you realize how the longevity of the Stones and how many hits they continue to make.
1: Yeah. So yeah. if you
3: look at the of that aspect of the Rolling Stones, it's it's pretty hard to denounce them.
1: No, they're both great you know? bands. But he, are, here's yeah. my argument: it, when the third best guy in your band is George Harrison,
0: yeah, good. Boy. You
1: had a pretty good band.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I don't. I'd say you're absolutely right about that. It's. I don't know, man. I tell you, well, one thing, Andy has never even heard this story, but the last time I went to see Paul McCartney, uh, we were in front row center. We were like about 20 feet from Paul McCartney the whole time he was playing over at, over at the uh, XL Energy Center. Wow. And basically spent the entire, uh, the entire concert mm-hmm. staring at Catherine. It was just great. At least he's
1: got taste.
0: Yeah, but at least uh, the rest of the time I heard, you know what happened when I was there? Yeah, I heard, honey. That's great. Great news. Good for you. No, he, uh, those guys all put on amazing shows. Ringo is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet; just a great guy. Never got a chance to talk to George Harrison, which made me kind of sad. I always loved him.
1: I, I would have loved to meet any of them, but he would have been the top of my list. One of my favorite George Harrison stories: he was uh, living in London with his wife and had just hired a new, not a housekeeper, but somebody a domestic employee to work. Was around this at his castle? Yeah, a guy breaks in and stabs him. Yeah, yeah, right. And his wife fights off the stabber. The cops show up, wrestle the guy to the ground. The hospital, the, the ambulance shows up, takes him to the hospital, puts him on the stretcher, and he's wheeling out. He looks at the woman and goes, "So how's the first day been so far?"
0: <laughs> you know, there's my kind of guy right there. Yeah, that is my kind of guy. I don't know. It's the whole. You know that every morning. I think I've told you this before, Doug. And Andy I, I, knows this for sure, but. For many, many, many years now in the Gold Valley House and now in the new house, the first thing I see when I w- open my bedroom door and walk out in the morning is the lyrics for Isn't It a Pity? Oh,
1: wow. That's nice.
0: I read it every morning. Before that's The first thing I read every morning is Isn't It a Pity? Because I do believe it's true. We treat each other like crap, and I wish it wouldn't happen.
1: I have some great George news for you, then. Okay. They are, I'm glad to hear a, it. Uh,
0: He's uh, alive.
1: No, it's not that good. <laughs> Damn it. It's a little more believable. But they are remixing, remastering... All things must pass.
0: Oh, what and an They're album. taking uh, all.
1: I I hate Phil Spector. I think he ruined uh, that record. I, <laughs> I, the wall of yeah, I sound understand. sounds like the wall of shit to me. I so I heard the first. Uh, I think I used to live there. At the the wall. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> somebody released the first. Uh, I don't remember what it was. My sweet lord, it was all cleaned up. It sounded. Mu- it just oh, sounded yeah, yeah. more like a Beatles song. It was much warmer. It wasn't all that background noise and.
0: Yeah. Will that Phil shoot anybody during the recording?
1: No. Well, he probably
4: threatened to.
0: Probably threatened to shoot him. It's probably he's, true. He's crazy. Uh, yes, I would agree with you. The he has to nuts. be
4: one of the oldest murderers in the world. He because two
0: seventy, wasn't he? I think he, he, he was at least
4: he was like in his seventies. But people that old just really don't kill people. That's
0: <laughs> true. You he didn't hear about that eighty-two-year-old woman then. Uh, Guy broke into her house. Twenty-five year old guy breaks into an eighty-two year old not
4: murder. That's self-defense. Well,
0: they had to save his life because she beat him over the head so hard with a frying pan he almost died. Are you
4: kidding?
1: Oh yeah. Where was that?
0: Uh, it was in Ohio. Okay. Don't break into people's houses. Honestly, guys, she beat him over the head with a pan so hard they had to. <laughs> he was still unconscious when
4: the cops got there. Wow. <laughs> It'll be breaking into tough women's houses.
1: No, that's just generally a good rule to yeah, live it's by a really Can
4: you imagine rule. how people treat him after getting beat up by an eighty two year old? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine I mean, that? Yeah. You got no cred left after that. So darkness. I hear
3: David David Spade's gonna play him in the life story movie. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Um
1: David Boom Boom Spade.
0: Well he's got the height. Yeah. So that'll be good. He's got the height. <laughs> well, he does. I mean, you know. Um, uh, I uh, that email I got from you. You talking about next weekend? Because this weekend I couldn't do it, but next weekend I could.
3: Oh yeah, I'm sure we could figure something out. Okay, I'll good. reach out to our mutual buddy, and we'll uh, we'll start the blood slaking and the cult joining right then and there. Mm-hmm. Blood
0: flaking? What's that? I don't know. what is what is it? You said what? slaking. what? Blood slaking? <laughs> I'm just what is just blood slaking? There, you drink blood?
3: Yeah, oh, obviously that's say. not what we're really going to do, because that's expensive. <laughs> maybe a nice bottle
0: of red. I already brought up by coincidence in a morning show that I hate vampire movies. I think they're boring.
4: Hmm. First
0: of all, Bella Lugosi came up to me I just punched him in the head. He's an old man. Who cares?
3: You know what? Have you ever seen vampires? John Carpenter's vampires? Oh, that is
0: pretty good. actually. It, yeah.
3: That's a really clever, well-done Kind of tongue in cheek vampire movie that's worth a watch if you haven't seen
0: it. Although I told you what ruined me for vampires forever. One of my favorite characters of all time. It ruined me for vampires, though. Count Floyd on (laughs) SCTV. Count Floyd was a kid's a real scary movie tonight. The Odd Couple. (laughs) (laughs) Very scary vampire, right there. like the
1: Mitch Hedberg joke. I went to a doctor, but all he wanted was my blood. Don't ever go to Doctor Acula.
0: <laughs> doctor Acula. <laughs> all right, darkness, we will stay in touch. Thank you for spending the hour with us. You need to come back and do but you gotta come in the studio one of these days.
3: I'd love to. Let me know before you head off into the uh, great Blue yonder and I'll be happy to come on in and spend a little time with you guys.
1: Yeah, we maybe. could even go to get we could even commute. Of course you'd have to have a mask and ride in the trunk, but I could give you a ride. Yeah, other
3: than that everything would be good. I could just—I can't. I sketch. I'll just jump on my kid's scooter and hold the bumper. Yeah. There you well, go. Hey, guys, good plan, especially if it's snowing Perfect. like yeah. mad. No problem. Thanks, well, Darkness. Hey, Dave, gentlemen, and uh, and we will speak again soon.
0: Sounds great, Darkness, Dave. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, great television show on the Travel Channel. No question about the holes or files. Got uh, tons of radio shows. Got a podcast. He's got it all. Well, I going. think
4: he forgot to mention it's coming back early twenty twenty one by the way. What Holzer is?
0: Yeah. Holzer Files? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they released a couple of episodes like about a month ago, didn't they?
4: Uh, it's on break now, but it's going right. to come back. It says just says early 2021. Early so, 2021, yeah. okay. A month or two. Three. We're going to take a break. What do you got coming up here, Dougie?
1: Two guys, the uh, the brains and beauty behind the Face It Foundation. We're going to be talking the men's and mental health, health issues. This is going to be a serious show. So Why are you no looking at me around. when you say that? You know I'm looking at you.
0: Nice to get. Okay, before we get to the episode, I went through uh, spin dry like eight years ago, and at the end of it, they basically said, "You know, you're not addicted to alcohol. You're not an alcoholic. You're crazy." <laughs> so there you
1: have it. Well, I worked in a mental hospital for four years, and that was the technical insider term. What's the matter with this person? Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're crazy.
0: They're crazy. That's what's the matter with them. We'll take a break. Be right back. Special guest in studio up next.